Hey everybody, welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. And I'm Molly. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome. Love having you here virtually in the studio. And if you're listening, then we're virtually in your head, um, which could be good or bad. Um, we are a happily married husband and wife with four kids, ages 10 to 3. We... Um, we homeschool. live in Billings, Montana. We do live in Billings, Montana. We homeschool. We ski. We do judo. Uh, we mountain bike. We mountain bike. Uh, I hunt. We hunt. I hunt. I hunted bear this weekend, and I shot myself a uh, sow, which, if you're unfamiliar with male-female sexual designations of cat, uh, bears, a boar, and a sow... And, um, because bears are related to pigs. Did you know that? No. They are. Cool. Somewhere. Big, furry, scary. Yeah, not in the same way that pigs. Yeah. Clawed pigs. Fascinating. Yeah. So I shot myself a bear, which is kind of fun. I was going to, I was thinking about doing a rug, but it's really expensive. And I think I'll save that cost for when and if I ever shoot a large boar. So we'll just uh, do a Euro mount with the skull, and I'll get the hide tanned, and we can use it as a a throw or a small floor rug or something. So. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. I just Googled it. Oh. Bears are not related to pigs. Both are thought to be among the more intelligent mammals. Both like to roll in mud and water when it's hot. They're males are boars and females are sows, but they are not related. We went... My bad. The last couple times we've gone rafting, there's like the water as the summer starts to wane into the fall and rain, you know, water tables get really low. There's a section on the river that has a little channel that gets uh, less water and just develops the most perfect mud ever. Our children also like to roll in the mud. Um, And I... I kind of enjoyed smearing it on myself. It's just really sticky, slimy. It is slithery mud. It is amazing the mud that this kind of mud is. So anyway, yeah. So I hunted this weekend. So that's fun. Um, We have had some. uh, I won't know the fallout of last episode. If you guys hadn't joined us, if you guys (laughs) didn't listen to our last episode, the one that will drive you away, um, we came clean about our thoughts on COVID and vaccinations. Although we've never really been shy about it. And as who has pointed out to us, is it Devin has pointed out to us that our our opinions on things, our understanding of the situation has morphed a lot? Somebody who started listening to us. I don't think it was Devin that said that. It was somebody else. Who, anyway, somebody pointed out to us that if you start at the very beginning Mm -hmm. and listen straight through, how we engage with this pandemic has evolved significantly over the last 20 months. And I think that's okay, because as we should be, I, as new and we read new information, we ingest new information, things develop, we learn more things, I think we should be And just like it was okay opinion. for me to just say I was wrong about bears being related to pigs, it's okay yeah. for us to say I was wrong about what I thought or how I interpreted the situation, so I'm going to act differently than I did yeah. I mean, 20 I've months gone, ago without... I've gone mm-hmm. I've gone different directions and formed different opinions on a variety of different things over the years related to it. But anyway, I won't know what the fallout is in terms of how many people how listen. many people have quit, have unsubscribed from us or dropped. Because uh, I I can only really look at 
statistics per episode. So I can only really see how many. And we're, since we stopped advertising on World, um, you know, we've dropped um, a bit. But I think some of that is due to the fact that some people maybe checked us out once and then did never come back, which is totally fine. Just fine. And you pick up because we're weird that. and hard. We're not for we everybody. Are. We are super weird and hard. I will say though, I have appreciated the handful of people who have engaged us and pushed back and said, "Have you considered this?" Have you considered this? Or I appreciate getting a different perspective that differs from how I'm interpreting the facts and living them out, but appreciate hearing a rational, not hysterical, not angry. It's so refreshing. Which is actually actually talk. (laughs) It's actually very encouraging to me to to have somebody say that I sound rational and not hysterical or conspiracy theorist (laughs) or whatnot. Because okay, here's here's I think this is a human tendency because of our pride and our need. Going back to what I talked about a couple of weeks ago about we we really, in order to remain psychologically whole, have to feel like we're okay. And so having our self or our tribe with whom we identify in one way or another attacked, there's this, at least in me, there's this visual, visceral, like, clenching in my heart and I have to consciously talk myself out of being reflexively defensive and to be rational and to not be angry or afraid if somebody first of all if somebody actually does come at me because I I'm not a prolific Facebook arguer (laughs) because as I as I posted some stuff on Facebook on my personal Facebook the other day, I I was like, look, you can disagree with me here, but don't expect me to have a big long argument because I've been having battles with a three year old all weekend, and internet arguments <laughs> I don't are generally thirty three year old slightly better than arguing with a three year old, and and so. I, you know, I'll put stuff out there because I think that exchange of information is important, even for your average non-expert who can read numbers and can think rationally and should be able to read numbers and think rationally. But um, anyway, so I, I occasionally, and I do have people come at me and sometimes it's so absurd that I can laugh at it. And sometimes I do have this reflexive, like internal clenching of wanting to be angry and defensive and then there's this what if the person that I was defending was wrong or the person that I'm associated with here's a great example since this news won't go away from the news cycle January 6th there's this desire to justify okay here's this might run people off too These idiots who think that they're doing something good for our country by busting through barriers and going into the Senate chambers. I I don't think it was a violent insurgence. I think it was a stupid, illegal move. And my immediate reaction we were skiing the day it happened i remember it very clearly my immediate reaction was to try to figure out how these people whom i agree with more than i agree with 
the other side, so to speak, how I could justify what they were doing only because I felt somehow personally attacked by them having done something wrong. Does that make sense? It makes sense. I I don't know. Maybe this isn't... You're looking at me like I'm a little crazy. So maybe this isn't a universal experience. Maybe it's unique to me and I didn't my feel very deep-seated self-righteousness. I can very easily look at everybody who was part of the January 6th. I mean, you guys, it was really, really madness. The My Pillow guy, uh, Eric Metaxas. Yes, Eric Metaxas. I just finished reading Bonhoeffer. And the parallels between... I mean, the parallels to Nazi Germany and white nationalism or Christian nationalism or whatever you want to call it is scary. And here, Metaxas is over here, like leading the chart. Like, did you learn anything about history in this I mean, giant I'm, book? That I'm not going to presume that I'm smarter or, 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 you know, I can go up against Eric Metaxas, but I, something's just was way off. And I, I you know I mean there's something off because all those police officers keep dying. Yes, committing suicide. Commi- they yeah, keep all committing those, suicide. All those, uh, all those are getting suicided. Are getting suicided. Um, <laughs> For sure, there there's something fishy screwy. that's just nah. Anyway, um, but I but you didn't feel the need to somehow defend or find something defensible about just the re- reflexive. Oh. Surely they couldn't be all that bad or all that wrong. No, you don't. It. Ah. Oh. Okay. Are there? Can you think of any other examples I see a, in your I see life? A very. I see a very direct parallel to Portland riots and the January sixth yeah. riot because they're the same side. They're the they're, same. They're two the, sides of the same coin. Yeah. Same act. Same. Same. Uh, lawless. Lawless. Maybe criminal activity done against other people's personal property, whether it's the government property or not. Like you just. You just don't. That's just not ethical. Okay. Can you think of anywhere in your life, though, where somebody close to you does something legit wrong and your immediate instinct is to try to figure out how it wasn't that bad or how maybe they weren't wrong? Only when it's me. Oh. Only when I do it. (laughs) Okay. Well... (laughs) At least you're being honest. Here's here's another example. No, I, I here's don't another have any example. If, so you don't do playdates with the kids quite so much, but the other day I had a group of kids over for a Spanish class that I'm a very small in home, just inviting enough families that we can fit in a living room if we need to and we can't be outside during the summer months teaching Spanish to little kids. And they were playing around. I have this addiction to buying toys that kids can ride on our driveway because we have a really big driveway big addi- and a big addiction it is our we literally have half of a garage stall that's full of nothing but wheeled cozy toys. wheeled yes and Radio anyway and yet and, and yet kids still did you know that rachel jankovic one of douglas wilson's daughters who's very prolific as a writer and podcaster now she calls cozy coops or if you want to be fancy cozy coupes the little the, people don't really call them cozy they coupes, do. do they? They do. What? Yeah. Oh my okay. Word. So the cozy coop. People are so weird. We and have. Hard. We they are right. <laughs> we have we have a pink one because I couldn't find a good price on a used one until daughter number kid number four. So I bought one for her first birthday. Pink cozy coop, and she calls them sinmobiles because kids see them and I, I've watched this happen. 
they literally will grab a kid by the their shirt collar and drag them out of the side that doesn't open or push it over and then as the kid is falling out set it up right and get in it and scoot you know keep feet kicking as fast as they can scoot away it something about that particular vehicle brings the sin nature out in little kids but the other one that weirdly enough brings the sin nature out in kids well the the razor Drift, drift trike. The drift trike is our that, per, our particular kids fight over that. The kids fight over that. And it doesn't even do... If you guys remember way back when I was shopping for Faith's birthday this year, um, I bought her a Ziggle and also found, while I was shopping for it on Facebook Marketplace, this drift trike that has caster wheels on the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. So... It's, in the rear. it's actually it's got a big wheel in the front and two yes. little swivel casters. It's like in the a back. big a big kid version of a big wheel. It's very fun, but it's a drift, and I I can fit on it. It's very fun. I confession, I did a couple laps in the driveway on it too. It's pretty but silly. I'm a isn't little it? bit big. I stress everything a little too much. But, so yeah, I got off because I didn't want to break it. So, so kids are fighting over it, and I could see and. I had invited a couple of moms who didn't really know each other. And so when you have kids fighting whose moms don't know each other, your immediate instinct is to defend your kid. Right? Well, it it reflects poorly on me if my kid is the one dumping the kid out in the cozy coop, right? And dragging him (laughs) out by his shirt collar. But also, you just want to think that even though this kid could be feel like the spawn of a demon to you driving home screaming his head off because you gave him the wrong color of fruit roll up you know in public you want to think that your kid's better than that and isn't going to be the one doing that so i could see these moms their minds spinning and they ended up just getting all their kids and leaving (laughs) which which is fine with me because i didn't really want to be in the middle of it i was ready to feed my kids lunch they were hangry and so anyway i all that to say, in when you have your kids in public, you you have this gut instinct to want to defend them and think, oh, my precious little Peter, he couldn't have been that bad, and excuse their behavior rather than... And it's hard to correct your kid in public, knowing even what's appro- acceptable and appropriate in a public setting. But anyway, all that to say... I feel a lot in me this need slash this psychological need to be defensive of of my tribe or of someone with whom I feel associated. So even like in family things, you know, quote unquote family things, like we're part of the Presbyterian Church in America, PCA. We believe that the PCA has a ton of issues. And we will talk about them with fellow PCAers all day long. But when someone from outside the PCA is like, <laughs> heard you guys, the General Assembly was pretty messed up this year. You're like, wait, a, the, um, let's not talk about our family. You know, this isn't your family issue to be judging. This is a difference between you and me because I don't have that reaction at all. And in fact, I, I tend to try to disassociate myself from about everything because I kind of want to be my own standard, <clears throat> which is probably is its own sinful Mm-hmm. thing but i don't want to be associated with any of those groups i don't want to like you know I, I just i don't want to i don't find i don't like uh, no does not play well no. with others exactly he was homeschooled all through life you guys so he never got that on a report card 
<laughs> no, but I did get that in real life. I've gotten fired a couple times with basically they could put do not does not play well with others. Um, all right, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, so speaking of playing well with others, we got an email just earlier today. I think from someone named Matt in Baltimore. Oh, we did. Who email. he he basically he's he's. He sounds funny. He has three girls and a boy, and his wife homeschools them. <laughs> and he starts off by saying, "Oh, when yeah. Molly Molly started the podcast, or Molly started something, saying she didn't like Dill, and I almost had to write you guys off. Yes, but then you said things I disagreed with, or and found thought provoking about vaccines, and so I kept listening. But so Matt, this is for you. I actually remembered that I have a recipe that I like that has Dill in it." And it's a salmon recipe. And why is my phone... I had my mom text it to me. It's a a very longtime friend of my parents. I'm not going to name names because some of you guys might actually know her. I hate dill. Okay, so this is a salmon recipe. You like this recipe, Did I lose you yet? You like this recipe, though. I love this recipe. I know what recipe you're talking about. it's It's a marinade that has... A cup of olive oil. (laughs) You guys will know why I'm giggling in a minute. A half a cup of Worcestershire sauce. The juice of two lemons. Two or three cloves of garlic. Just go with three. More garlic is better, especially during a pandemic. One yellow onion sliced into thin slices. Some lemon pepper. And then a huge pile of fresh dill and fresh rosemary. Just whole sprigs. And then you put the salmon fillets oh, so in good. gallon Ziploc bags with this this marinade, and you can marinate it for a couple hours. You can marinate it overnight. My mom will do this at home and then bring it up to the cabin and do it on the grill the next day. And then you you wrap the salmon fillets in foil and pile these piles of onion slices and the herbs on top of it, and then grill it until it's done. And it's an easy recipe to grill because you there's so much moisture in mm-hmm. the salmon packets it keeps the moisture locked in and it doesn't dry out the salmon it's anyway it's great i'm gonna have i'm gonna have jr post this recipe on a picture of it or something on our blog and i'll also put it on our instagram but here's why i was giggling okay great salmon recipe it's got dill in it my mom sends me the screen or the a picture can you read this it, it's wonky what what instead of Worcestershire does she have listed as the ingredient? Horseshire. Horseshire. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't name. Shouldn't we're name not. Names. We're not going to name who this came from. But it just got me thinking about. Have you seen all the the Worcestershire memes? No. Uh, I'm just thinking of a of some joke, Lord of the Rings joke. What shire are you from? From the whole shire. Oh no 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 no! There actually is a Lord <laughs> of the Rings meme. Let me look. Let me see. I actually, I googled this. I duck duck goat it. Uh, or maybe I looked it up on Brave. I have too many browsers going right now. Okay, so there is a Lord of the Rings one because it says it was. If you can see this, it's kind of blurry. It's got a picture of the Shire on the top, and it says it was the best of Shires. And there's a picture of a grassy hillside with jars of Worcestershire all over, and it says it was the worst of Shires. <laughs> and then there's another. Ah, uh, the internet. There's another. Guys, so, look up. Just no, no, no. Do let me do another. Okay. Look up Worcestershire meme. Use that as your search search term. I'm gonna have a shibboleth. <laughs> <laughs> 
issue now with my Worcestershire versus anyway, Shire so, sauce. Anyway, so it says, a truck carrying Worcestershire sauce crashes, and the dispatcher says to the police officer, what's the situation? He goes, it's hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, no, is there a... Matt, my comment was, was just to troll you, because I'm a turd like that. Um, oh, for the record, I think we will be on the East Coast... Uh, next year at some point, Matt. So we have Molly serves on the board. Not on the board, on I'm a, staff. Your staff with, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah with, you serve on a board with whose other board members from Baltimore and he's building yes. out a van. So we thought maybe we'd get together and have a board meet. I would, I would, I'm not part of this organization at all, but I'd facilitate a board meeting with adventure vans. Um, so we'll ping you when we're, when we're out there. And Mandy, if you're listening to the show, I apologize for not getting back to you. About uh, Mandy a Michigan in Detroit, trip. Uh, or in Michigan, about uh, I don't know that that trip is going to happen now because Molly's like Ugh! about anything camping. She's like a switch turned somewhere around Labor Day, and she just turned off on camping. Yeah, and now also I'm having school trouble started. getting school going yeah, for the kids. Um, so anyway, no, I um, is there a correlation between dill and? Uh, fermented things like kimchi. Uh, there's no dill in kimchi. I know. Okay, just checking. Because I like kimchi. Dill is in, but I don't well, like dill. I like kimchi, but I don't like sauerkraut. I like kimchi is basically Korean sauerkraut instead of German. Yeah, and I don't like German sauerkraut. I like Korean sauerkraut, which is super weird. Well, it's spicy. It's got garlic. Speaking of in sauerkraut uh, or, or uh, uh, kimchi. What was this salsa you found? I forgot to take it up this weekend. You found a salsa. Um, it was like a fermented kimchi sort of green so salsa the, thing that was the, actually really good. Our natural grocers sells, and I think Whole Foods, Costco actually sells giant things of, of sauerkraut from the from the company Wild Brine. And Wild Brine has a bunch of different flavors of fermented things, and they have a green salsa. It's not a typical green salsa but it's got notes of green salsa but it's still the main ingredient is fermented cabbage but it's a fermented salsa so it's really good for you i've actually been eating it this week with i turn leftover halibut into basically crab cakes with so good corn chips and mm-hmm. red bell peppers super good and uh I had that for lunch a couple you times. You do that with the leftover with... salmon too, because I can't eat the leftover salmon. My mom does it more, I but really I like can. It. Yeah, I don't like leftover fish. It just doesn't. It leaves a gross taste in my mouth that I just cannot handle. Okay, so <sighs> now that we've got all of that out, out of the way, way uh, my back to food. <laughs> my Bible reading challenge. I've been struggling with already this year i'm slowly getting caught up but i'm several days behind where i would like to be and part of the problem is i'm reading both genesis and john at the same time and some of these chapters in both genesis and john have 50 or 60 verses per chapter and so it's not a normal 15 minute morning reading time it's it's a significant chunk of my morning and I'm not doing a very good job of getting up in the morning because I'm not sleeping very well sometimes. But that's a personal issue. Uh, I'm still, I'm now at the end of John. I finished John, but I'm still stuck. Now I'm embarrassingly, I can't remember what chapter of John. 
I have been mulling over for days now. I am the vine, you are the branches. And the the idea of abiding in Jesus is the only way to bear fruit and have abundant life uh, has always been deeply convicting to me when I really stop and think how much am I John 15 I was thinking John 6 John 15 the idea that I can go out and do things on my own for example by I I very rarely enjoy cut flowers because I hate watching them sit in a vase and wither. It just feels so wasteful to me. Then again, I will buy a live flower to have inside for a while and then I don't plant it and it dies anyway. So it's just not I guess the intention is there. But uh just recognizing Take something away from its source of nourishment, cut it off, and unless you are a very skilled gardener and can graft it back in, it dies. And how important it is to remain vitally connected to the vine. But the part that's been just getting to me this week is the fact that... Jesus prunes even the fruitful branches to make them more fruitful. And we have a kid staring at us. Okay, this is going to be a pause when JR edits this. What's up? Do you want to be on your Kindle? No. They're making me play by myself. That is not okay. Can you go upstairs and have Tito come down here? Okay. We should just keep this whole conversation <laughs> for the show. Oh, you we guys. can hear how we Kids parent. are so hard. No, they'll all judge me and stop listening because I'm nope. a terrible parent at dealing with nope. this. I'm going to keep this. This is going to be fun. Oh, no, it's not. Okay. They wanted to know the real JR and Molly. They're yeah. getting a really good bite okay. right now out of our lives yeah okay a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine whoever abides in me and i in him he it is that it bears that bears much fruit for apart from me you can do nothing if anyone does not abide in me he is thrown away like a branch and withers the branches are gathered thrown into the fire and burned if you abide in me and my words abide in you ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. So again, the the proof of our being disciples is in our fruit bearing. Hey, is it true what Elise says that you will not let her play with you? She was playing by herself. Okay, she would very much like to be a part of what you're doing. And I would like you, as the oldest and the most cerebral cortex frontal cortex developed child up there remember upstairs brain downstairs brain younger kids 
act out of the downstairs brain. You've got an upstairs brain. I want you to use it and figure out how to include her nicely. And if that is not the case, you guys are going to have to get separated and everybody play by yourself. Okay? Okay, go figure out how to be kind and include your sister. You have an upstairs brain. Use it. (laughs) (laughs) Before you become a teenage boy and your upstairs brain turns to mush, like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly. Uh, So, I don't know where it is now. I'm having trouble finding it. it. So, Jesus prunes us in order that we're John 15 to every branch blah, 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 blah. every branch that does bear fruit he prunes that it may bear more fruit and I spent you were gone hunting but I spent a ton of time on Sunday thinking about how a lot of our life right now or some segments of our life feel very much like pruning and it feels like suffering and it feels like mm-hmm. discipline and it feels like God is abandoning you. And I don't know if you remember the the object lesson that we got when we visited Uncle Vernon's peach farm in May. Uh, he has an organic peach farm and hosted our family for a couple of days. And... He was showing us, because they do a ton of fruit grafting and shaping of these trees and these extremely skilled... What's the guy who who works in an orchard called? Not a gardener. These extremely skilled tree guys who work in orchards. I'll think of the right word in a bit. Uh, They can look at a branch, a new branch that's growing on a tree, and know if it's going to be fruitful or not. And he... These older branches will have suckers growing up out of them. And he said if a branch is growing straight up, and he compared that to pride, if I recall correctly. If a branch is growing straight up, it will not bear fruit. And what it's going to do then is just suck energy and nutrients from the rest of the tree that could be bearing better fruit And it's just this branch that sticks straight up and will never be fruitful. But apparently, the gardener or the person who runs the orchard that I can't think of the right word for now, he he can bend the sucker branch. And sometimes it breaks as he's working on gently shaping it and bending it and guiding it. Sometimes it just zing goes right back to straight up, in which case he knows it's not going to cooperate and he cuts it off. And sometimes it actually bends and stays bent and will grow into a fruitful branch. But it takes deliberate shaping by the person who is an expert in growing peaches. And his his spiritual analogy to that was this is how we are if we're a prideful sucker growing straight up on a branch and just sucking life and nutrients from an otherwise healthy tree but not bearing any fruit we have these options we get to stay prideful we get broken off or we can be 
molded and shaped by someone who loves us and knows what's best for us and wants us to be fruitful. And that's not pruning, obviously, but it's pruning of the whole tree. I feel like there's an analogy, too, for church, that shepherds and church leaders are kind of the farmers, and they can, with enough experience, they can identify to some extent, those believers who are going to be beneficial and those who are just going to suck and need to be cut off. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe nah, that's a stretch. I mean, but you yeah, I would say that's different. That's more they're they're not expert gardeners. They're shepherds, and their job is to chase after the one sheep that runs away, even if it's the same knob-headed sheep every single week. Until that sheep shows itself to not be of that fold and leaves the okay. fold, the shepherd's. I was thinking in like a discipleship. Is, yes, you know, discipleship, discipleship category. For sure. Knowing when somebody is is as a branch on on a tree is is errant and needs to be shaped and guided and you know, but they can identify those 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 folks that aren't. Like this needs to be addressed, or that. Yeah. Well, know, that, I mean, kind of, that's kind as, of where I'm as who is it who says? Oh, I don't think it's Chesterton. Is it C.S. Lewis? Is it Calvin? Who says this? Somebody smart out there is going to be able to send us an email. Yeah. Do it graciously, please. Uh, <laughs> the line between good and evil runs straight through all of our hearts, uh, right? Who says that? Uh, I don't remember. So, I, but I, so I think that that. This is why we all need individual mentors and not just pastors and elders, but we need people who know us really well, who can see where we're growing these areas of the sucker branches that are going to be distracting and take away from where we're bearing fruit in our lives in general. And that's our job as parents to our kids, you know, where the classic would be the strong-willed child and all these there's all these memes for moms talking about your your strong-willed daughter. How can you shape her instead of either trying to break her, which I know that in the homeschooling world that some of our friends grew up in, there was a mentality of kid is strong-willed. Our job as a parent is to break that strong will rather than just recognize that this is the unique personality that God gave our child and my job is to love them well and delight in them and study their personality and help shape that personality into something that God has refined but God has designed that personality to be used in a particular way mm-hmm. and so as parents for sure we're constantly seeing these sucker limbs popping up in our kids' lives and how do we help them now bear good fruit out of all of the possibility of unfruitfulness that they have in their lives. Do you ever worry that you're the sucker branch? Because <laughs> I do. Every I, time I hear stories, like I'm like, what if it's me? No, no, no. It is, I mean, it is you, though. It is. It's all of us. We all are, like I said, we all have... I know this is G.K. Chesterton. When some newspaper, this is the the G.K. Chesterton story, when some mm. newspaper asked for people to write in essays about what's wrong in the world, and G.K. Chesterton wrote, Dear Sirs, I am yours truly, G.K. Chesterton. 
when we are when we are mindful of the areas of sucker branches and we seek to be mindful of that which again i mean even going back to the vaccine discussion the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked we require other people in our lives saying hey what about this blind spot hey have you considered this and in a healthy community and especially a healthy christian community whether it's family whether it's church whether it's this unprecedented online community that the global community can now have we when we in humility let this sucker branch be bent into something we all benefit because we're all connected to the one vine and totally switching metaphors but when when paul says when one part of the body suffers the whole body suffers and so i it is self-interested it is to my benefit to help other people grow in their christian faith whether that includes gentle loving correction or edifying them or whatever it is i actually benefit just like my entire body benefits when i'm doing squats or wall sits we've been trying to get titus to do more deliberate exercises as he's getting ready to do a bigger judo competition this weekend and so i've been working out with him and you're even if you're just focusing on one area of your body exercise wise which i know you're not supposed to do your whole body still benefits if you're getting some sort of good exercise yeah and so and likewise if if you let an infected toenail, oh, it's just a toenail, if you let it get ingrown and infected and you don't deal with it and your body is not healthy enough to deal with the infection in the way that God amazingly designed it to deal with infections, you eventually get the whole body sick and it requires drastic intervention. And so I guess what I'm saying is, it, it is to my benefit, as well as to the benefit of the person that I'm trying to lovingly correct, to foster an atmosphere of, hey, look, we all benefit by loving and having dialogue and being humble and listening. And nobody benefits with the sucker branches. But to your point earlier, yeah, we all are the sucker branches. We all have the potential to be, and we all do it sometimes, and we all need to be humble enough when somebody says, hey, you're a sucker, to <laughs> oh, crap, <laughs> to, to, to own it, and yeah. to, be willing, to be willing to <clears throat> let God, because, again, going back to that, where is my righteousness, and where is my sense of being okay, it's not in having to be right. It's not in having to have it all together. It's not in having to have people think well of me because they think that I can do an amazing job of defending my position on vaccines on Facebook. Or I actually, Sandy came up to me in church on Sunday. She's like, your kids look really put together in church today. And I totally didn't get it. She was referring to the podcast episode a while ago. And I was like, do you know why? It's because I put Lily in charge of getting Faith ready for church. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, whether or not my kids are well-behaved in church, which also <laughs> our friend Deb, who I was just 
in our row with us uh, counts how many times Faith has to leave church. (laughs) 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 And um, because it's just this constant parade. You know, she starts getting fussy and I give her a sucker and a three-year-old can't eat a sucker and not have everything sticky. And then she can't handle being sticky. sticky. So then we have to go wash her hands. Anyway, it's, we are a, we are a hot mess in church and I appreciate being part of a church where people smile and delight that there is a young child singing her heart out at the end of the church with the doxology, even if we distracted everybody 14 times coming and going during the previous hour. But all that to say, uh, I only bend and get pruned well when my sense of of well-being is rooted in what what Christ has done for me and the fact that Christ loves me period and nothing else at least for me personally I tremendously admire unbelievers who are humble and who die to self and self-sacrificially serve other people and don't seem to be seeking glory and all the things that I struggle with anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this wonderful thing, this teeny tiny wonderful thing that I did for somebody. I'm such a great person. And I see unbelievers who are far inherently better people than I am. And I think of I would not do a lot of things even remotely as well as I do, which is not great. I'm not a great conflict person. I'm not a humble person in receiving correction or having my kids embarrass me in public. And and all of that, in my own heart, I know, if you want to talk about evidence of Jesus actually being real, I know from me and how I have changed as a person in those ways. Getting pruned. Yeah. Getting pruned. And not in the sitting in the bathtub too long type. I was also thinking of if anybody has any recipes with that combine prunes and Worcestershire sauce, we will Whoa. send you a book of gold stickers. If you can combine in this episode I can't even, like, prunes think and Worcestershire sauce. Of a recipe that a would recipe do recipe that would do those two things. Okay, but seriously, we will send you... Maybe a barbecue marinade? Maybe. Yeah, well, so so Asian recipes that use the Chinese five spice mm-hmm. uh, will use prunes sometimes Oh, for, like, the hoisin flavor can incorporate prunes. Hmm. Well, somebody so, out there is bound to give us something. <clears throat> and we will send you a book of gold star stickers and maybe something else. Uh, glossy autographed eight by ten of my face, <laughs> of just my mustache. Ugh. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Good. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Okay. Um, before we close the show, though, I want to say thank you to Mary for buying a t-shirt. A people a weird are and hard, hard shirt. Shirt. Yeah. Thanks, Mary. That's awesome. Glad you. Glad you're part of the. The club. The club. The jam. The tribe. Whatever it is you will. Uh, and if you too would like to buy your own t-shirt, you can get a hat, t-shirt. There's a couple of things I still am dragging my feet on needing to update because I've been distracted by the van and now hunting and 
um, all the things. But I'll get the website updated. Um, uh, you can go to our website, www.toobusytoflush.com or tb2f. That's the number 2f, tb2f.com. And we have a swag shack there. And interestingly, uh, on the at the bottom of the swag shack, I have some kind of permalinks to things that we really love. Um, and you can use those links to kind of see book recommendations or anything else that we might have there. And full disclosure, we get uh, a small cut of the uh, it's an Amazon Associates program. I think the most we've ever made is like $3. So we're doing well. Not that it's about making money. This is a passion project. And if you too would like to be mentioned on the show and or interact with us on anything we've had to say, you can email us at tb2f at pm.me, papamike.me. You can send me a text message at 406-318-7136. You can send us a telegram. I don't have a telegram yet, but if you're on telegram... I'll, I'll set one up. I'm going to set up Telegram up when and, I get a and chance. I'll, and I'll set up a, a, a For channel. For me personally, anyway. A channel or a Too Busy to Flush group thing that Molly will be a part of and I'll be a part of. You can send us a message there. Uh, look for that link here uh, shortly. And um, you can send us the number one way people like to get a hold of us is sending us a postcard on our website. So feel free to do that. Um, if I've left anything out, tell me. Otherwise, um, Molly's going to go make some tacos that sound really delicious, and then we're going to head off to judo. Yep. I don't think I'm going to do the adult class tonight because I sliced my finger like down to the bone gutting the bear. I was so amped and excited that I shot a bear. I was just like, oh! So I can't really grip anything without tearing it apart, so I'm not going to do that. All right. I just want all of our listeners to know. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yep. All right. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> we love you guys, too, in case you feel left out. Thanks hey, for joining us, closing, guys. closing yes. thought. Do you guys ever have your kids have to jump into hugs when you're hugging? Because we have one in particular who always has to be part of the hugs. And I have heard, I couldn't cite a study on this right now, but I have heard that... It does kids psychological good to see their parents display affection like hugging because it helps them to feel secure and safe with this solid foundation. They don't process all of this, but they see mom and dad hugging and it makes them feel safe. Mm-hmm. So and that's true. Like, I want to be part of the hug. They do because, and they are, they are, they are in a spiritual sense as well as in a tangible sense. So anyway. Little tidbit. Feel we're, good about yourselves. Feel good about yourselves when you are we're hugging talking about and your the kids platonic hug. daytime living room hugs, not the hugs that mommy are. and daddy do later in the bedroom. <laughs> yes, I always have to throw that in. It was the, I'm good. trying to think of a Worcestershire joke to end with about your Worcester jokes, but I can't think of anything. So we'll just uh, end with a keep your bottle bad. Out of my- fridge or yeah okay three things this out of my three things the three hardest things in the world to say i was wrong i need help and worcestershire sauce really (laughs) oh man that's funny all right guys take care we'll see you next week